Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Basically Famous Podcast, where we're taking our notoriety to the mic and no topic is off limits. I'm your host, Wendy. And I'm your host, Spencer. Each week, we talk about life's bullshit, our hot takes, and make one of you basically famous too. Hey, ladies and gents or whoever. Hi. Um, I hope y'all are doing well. It's Sunday. We just did a patron, a Patreon for our patrons. I wish I had some Patron. Um, <laughs> all the versions of it, you know? Yeah. Um, and I gave a little preschool update and Fisher's in a preschool. As some of you may know, I talked about that there and talked about some of the, what? What's we wrong? really got to get these labeled. Yeah, we do. You got to turn it up. Yeah. Nope. Oh my gosh. Okay. Nope. Nope. There Yellow. we go. There we go. Yellow. There. Also a moment for our old intro just played. Did you hear that? You yeah. say you know me. Nope. Oh, pink. The song still slaps. Slaps. Get ready to drop it. I'm scared of juicy. I thought it was C. Dang. Oh. So let you know I'm perfect. Wow, I already forgot the words. Things fall because it's worth it. Speaking of problems on Patreon, no, on Patreon, we got some secrets that got unleashed there. And we talked about some little, some kids. We talked about preschool, all the things. Spencer had a breakdown. Spencer had a breakdown. But you know what? I'm just glad it wasn't me this time. So (laughs) thoughts and prayers, peace and blessings. Do you really cry more than me? I think so. Mm. I'm a crier. I cry over all... God. Well, I'm a sympathy crier. So every time you cry, I cry because nobody cries alone in my So presence. I'm a sympathy crier, but then I'm also a crier of life. Like I've cried with clients. I swear to God, and my client, a lot of my clients listen to this now and they can vouch. I'm going to cry at least once a week with something either I'm telling them or yeah. that I swear on my life. Someone could be telling me a story about their kid, about whatever. And it could be something just totally like, I can't even give you an example. It happened this week and I'm just trying to think of it. And I can't obviously, cause my brain doesn't work, but I was like, literally had tears in my eyes and I was like, hold my eyeballs really wide open. So they, the tear <laughs> I do that fall. too. I'm because, like, where's a fucking fan when I need right, it? To I was just like, like, Oh my God, I was embarrassed. And I, I was just like, Oh, like people will tell me stuff. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh. So yeah, I'm just, I, I'm a crier. The older that I've gotten being coming a mom made me a little bit. I cry. used to, and granted, like I had some damage and I've definitely like grown as a person and worked through some of my stuff, mm-hmm. but I used to, my friends would be like, she is literally cold as ice. Like she could watch You're somebody, as cold as yeah, ice. she could watch somebody die in the street and not shed a tear. Like sick, like a yeah. psychotic level of just no emotion. And now I feel like in comparison, I am so emotional and I cry all the time Same, yeah. but I really think it's a hormonal thing my hormones are also like so out of whack 
from the PCOS, especially yeah. compared to like when I was younger. And so I think I blame it on that. That's probably it. That's probably it. Yeah. I blame it on that. But I am more sensitive than I used to be. I think I compart- I used to compartmentalize a lot better. And so like I could just close things off and now I'm not as good. We're grownups. We like yeah. to face the music. Whether or not we want to or not, we just do it anyway. So more it, empathetic, it is it is. Yeah. more sensitive. So and I also I think more. when life happens, you, it's like your heart starts to like get t- torn open a little, just a little bit and you start feeling things, things, things seep yeah. in through it. It's it a little more delicate. It does. Cause we're getting older. We're almost 40. So it's just, that's just what happens to the heart. The heart wants what it wants. The heart wants what it wants. What is Who's that? saying that? Christina Aguilar? Demi Moore. No, oh. Demi Moore. Demi Lovato. Oh yeah. I'm pretty sure that was it. I think you're right. Demi Moore. <laughs> is it Demi or Demi? Can she just make up her mind? Who fucking knows? Do we like her? We don't like her. We don't. She's like kind her. of annoying. We don't like either. Demi. She's a share one of. If your name is Demi, you're out. <laughs> you can't sit with us. Unless you're Demi Tebow, Tim Tebow's wife. I actually really like her. She's so cute. I don't know her. She's really cute. I believe you. Um. So it's Sunday. God, we haven't recorded on a Sunday, which is supposed to be our new recording days in a while. But yeah. um, we're just kind of throwing spaghetti. It feels at good. The wall. Well, summers are hard, right? We travel mm-hmm. a lot and yada yada. So. Summers are fun. Summers are here, you know, until September. <laughs> okay. Here's the thing. Yeah, it's hot as balls out. It is hot. Muggy well, yeah, AF. Yes. Have I complained about summer? I really haven't. Mm-mm. This is probably the best summer that you've had with me. Not complaining. Yeah. Um. Although I guess it was a, it was like a United States record, a country record for the hottest month ever in July. I believe it. I, I believe it too. We were chilling it, on Satan's ball sack. We sure 100%. were. Licking that shit. It was very warm. Yeah. I didn't complain. Mm-mm. I spent time outside a little bit. Um, Your dog complained. So he, it the just dog turned, complained. Her the, dog hates the summer y'all. Yeah. They're just like me. They, they come <laughs> oh, outside and they're like, God. Oh hell no. They shit, they piss. They want to go back inside. Uh-huh. Um, so we have not taken any walks with Brooks who is now, um, he turned just turned 14 weeks and he is 38 pounds. Yeah. He's going to be a hoss. 38 pounds. I took him to the vet on Monday and the vet was like, he's, gonna be a big boy like, like, he is a big boy I said yeah and she was like are you are you sure that his birthday's right I said mm-hmm. I think so sure <laughs> is sure is we figured out we did like the math he's gaining like a little less than half a pound a day a day yeah between like visits between the <sighs> two vet visits I was like dang okay um but did they stop growing it like a year is that right well no so big big breeds they're they're really not fully grown and done developing until two what yeah so he's gonna be the size of like a car a hyundai so the general a whole accent yeah probably a whole whole ass sedan (laughs) the the general rule which obviously this isn't always the case but you can take whatever they weigh at 16 weeks and double it and that's usually their approximate oh. like adult weight. So like the growth. He might be like 80 pounds. The growth slows significantly. Got it. As of right now, he would be like 80 pounds. But we still have two more weeks. Mm. And if he's. So I'm guessing about 90 ish is probably what he'll be full grown. But we honestly thought Finley was going to be the same because he wasn't too much smaller at this mm-hmm. age. Oh, he, really? He grew a shitload in his first six months. 
and then really tapered off. Finley's like 67 pounds, which is yeah, actually really little for a male. I was going to say, yeah, he doesn't seem. He's very, he's, he's like a fluff. Pretty small, yeah. you know, and he was so much bigger as a puppy than Eli, who was my first so golden. Funny, yeah. And Eli was like 85 pounds as okay, an adult. So. Which, have you seen that moon phase uh, filter on TikTok? Uh-uh. Well, you want, I mean, maybe this is why I had the dream I had last night because it sent me into like a full spiral before I went to bed. So this moon filter, you're supposed to put in like two birthdays and it syncs up the moons from those dates. And so if they're the same, your soulmates, I did every, I did Robbie and I did all three dogs. Eli and I were a perfect -uh. soulmate match. And I said, well, that tracks because I call him my soulmate all the time. Wait, how do I do the filter? It's just on the TikTok I'll show thing. you. Yeah, it's, it's just a filter on TikTok. Oh, I'm going to do it when we get off of this thing. So Robbie and I were, Robbie and I were close. Well, that's good. And then he was like. Otherwise, you, can you imagine me in a divorce court? And you're like, listen, our TikTok moon well, face did goes, not fa- match up. He goes, our, he was like, so are we soulmates too? I said, no, babe. Eli's my only soulmate. <laughs> you're not it. I'm so sorry. I said that wasn't anything you didn't already know. But I was like, wow, that like it brought me like this weird sense of peace. Yeah. Because we were together. Yeah. I was like, I always knew we were soulmates. And I was right. Anyways, it's kind of a cool filter. But Brooks and I, polar opposites, which totally tracks. Really? Not my soulmate. This little devil dog. He's Um. something else. He actually, personality wise, is very similar to Eli, though. Could not give a rat's ass about other dogs loves people he's obsessed with finley because that's his brother right but like when he's met other dogs we even when we brought him here he really wasn't too interested in playing with your dogs Mm -hmm. he just wasn't wanting to do his own thing yeah he met the neighbor dog the other day nice she was obsessed with him he like did the initial greeting and then was like i'm good and went and sniffed to me and that's exactly how eli was my house is burning down i need you to pee on it but otherwise yeah keep your distance i'll keep mine anyways it's kind of a cool filter but so, you know, I determined that Eli was my soulmate, sent me into a spiral. I cried. I missed him. And that's it. That's what happens, though. I texted you last week. I found a picture of Bailey. I was yeah. not even looking for it. Just, oh, my God. I still cry over Sometimes my that stuff just, it hits you. Like, I can look yeah. at pictures of him. I can talk about him and be totally fine. And then something will happen. And I'm like, fuck. Yes, and every time. Me into a I know. I, whenever clients ask me anything about, like, their dogs are putting their, I always, I cry about it every time. Like, yeah, oh, I hate it so much, but somebody, yeah. I was reading something. Um, was I reading it or did I hear it on like a video or something? So I think it, I might've actually been a video, but, um, it was, uh, someone who does like in-home euthanasia oh, uh-huh. and she was talking about how like people minimize the grief of losing pets because it's a pet. Right. And, mm-hmm. So we compare it to like losing a person and in our heads, it's like we almost tell ourselves that it's not more valid. And she was like, I can tell you from my personal experience and I can tell you from talking to like so many of my patients' families, Mm -hmm. they grieve harder for losing a pet Mm -hmm. than they do people in their life because the relationships, obviously that's not the case always, Yeah, but for many people, the relationship that you have with people is mm-hmm. complicated mm-hmm. right there's always right little nuances. Well, or yeah there's just anger. always nuances to the it relationships yeah. 
you never have that with Mm-mm. an animal. No, they it's, just love you. It's pure and good and there's mm-hmm. no conflict and it's not like that with people. And yeah. so it is a harder loss for a lot of people because of that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is actually like so validating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really I think, yeah, I think it depends on the person and the relationship, obviously. Um, of course. But I mean, there are, aunt f- was telling me the other day, she lost her husband unexpectedly when he was 32. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. And she was pregnant. She gave birth two days later. <gasps> Um, with their second, that makes me sick. But to my she stomach. was telling me she, when she was in therapy, they were, she was like, you know, I obviously miss my husband, but she's like, but I also know when I'm in these groups, when people are talking about losing their kids, she's like, it's so much worse because of kind of what you're saying, the same thing, yeah. like a, like a person to their child, a, a person to their dog. Love. It's so pure because it's like literally your child versus like a spouse. Like sometimes, you know, people are going to hurt you. People are going to, there's going to be like just the things that complicate that relationship. Of course you love that person, but she's like, you know, I'm glad it was that way sometimes and not the other. Cause, cause there was a lot of things that happened yeah. with her body. Like she just really, it just was this whole conversation we had. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I, I don't think I'd ever be the same if I lost my kid. Whereas like losing my dad, yes, it was very hard and sad. And I've never lost yeah. a parent before. And losing two dogs, like also very sad. But I think my kid would top everything. I really yeah. do. Because that is your, that is literally a part of you. Like it's actually quite literally part of you. Yeah. I can't imagine. Mm. And I don't want to ever. Nope. And Fisher told me the other day that he, uh, he, he, he hopes I don't Who do you think you are, me? I know. He hopes I don't die anytime soon. <gasps> and that I hope I live to be really old. I was like, uh, yeah, I mean, same. Z's. What comes along with summer? Sweat, dehydration, all those things. Not but- pumpkins. Certainly not pumpkins, but we've got what you need to beat the heat, and that's liquid IV. Liquid IV's hydration multiplier is a great tasting daily electrolyte drink mix that utilizes the breakthrough science of cellular transport technology to deliver hydration to your bloodstream faster and more efficiently than water alone. When I tell you, it makes all the difference in the world when I'm feeling really parched. Mm -hmm. You know, when you just, yeah, thirsty, no matter how much water you drink, you don't Mm -hmm. feel quenched yeah a liquid iv changes that completely for me yeah you know what i've been doing lately is making i'm gonna make a reel for our instagram Uh make a popsicle and that way your kids can have them right it's so good you can kind of dilute it a little bit more than the normal i do that for the dogs with bone broth because it's got electrolytes for them so that totally makes sense i love that um favorite flavors for me strawberry and grape slap every time Love them. Watermelon, strawberry, but the um, sugar-free ones, I've been drinking those the most. Mm-hmm. I love those. So, and as a bonus, it has finally happened. The sugar-free, we've been asking for it literally for years because yep. that's the number one complaint is that people love the benefits of liquid IV, but they want something without the sugar. And it's finally here. They've perfected the formulation, kept up the uh, efficacy standards, and now it's available in white peach, which is delicious even Robbie who does not like liquid IV he's just a weird it's the back end flavor for him he's just very particular he really enjoyed the white peach lemon lime and green grape which is my personal favorite it's set to be your favorite bevy of the summer and beyond liquid IV has given our listeners 20% off when you use code famous at checkout place your order at liquidiv.com and use code famous to get 20% 
off. Okay, so while we're on the let's just let's just shift. Okay. Because yeah, let's do it. On the topic of living forever. Mm, okay. I told Robbie. I was about to say you got some potion I can drink. No, but I said I told Robbie, I said, if the aliens are here and they can give me eternal life, beam me up. Take me away right now. Have you heard about this? The aliens are here. There was a congressional hearing. What do you think? As a as a religious person. Oh my God. Swear to God, last night I Googled do Christian do okay. Christians believe in aliens? Yes, I did. And if y'all uh, even right now are rolling your eyes, I'm gonna I, how do I look at my Google search? I can't even anyway, yes, I did. I was trying to like biblically see, swear to God, last night I'm down this freaking rabbit hole. Dear Jesus, do I believe in aliens? No, nope, I said <laughs> biblically do Christians believe in aliens? The answer is no, right? It's got to be no. Well, it's so hard because it's like when, you know, you read some stuff. It's like when God said he created the heavens and the earth, he didn't specify. I actually was just going to ask my uncle, who is a preacher. I always ask him for everything. I'm like, do we believe in this? Hey, do we believe in this? I love that for you. I really do. Or I'll (laughs) ask my mom. She's like, well, let me ask. But um, I don't know. I I just... I don't know. I really don't. And this is going to make it sound like I can't think for myself. No, and, but it listen, doesn't. But this because is, this goes against if you're in. But it's what you're taught, right? Right. So, and that's what I was struggling with last night. I really, I even asked Mike, I said, what, what the hell? What, what, what is this alien? Do we believe in What's this alien aliens? stuff going on? I'm going to need you to give me the rundown real quick. Um, but when I was thinking about it, it really did cross my mind. I was like, God. It's not that I don't want to be able to think for myself, but it's also that goes in hand in hand. You know, when you're a Christian, you believe things that you're taught and the reasoning behind what you're taught, you know, and so on and so forth. And I'm not a, I'm not a master Christian. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like I I try to be a good one, but I try to know the Bible, but I don't know it in and out to that degree. Right. So I don't know. And I hate that. I don't know, but I, I really was going to ask my uncle just to kind of see what he would think it was. So, okay, so that conflict, like when I try to describe like my like issues with religion, what I believe in and trying to figure that out, because Mm -hmm. I I really think that I I will live my whole life and never truly know what I believe in. Mm -hmm. I just don't because I have a very lot like not that people that believe and not that Christians and people that believe in religious ideologies aren't rational or logical that's but just the word i'm but it but you're using. right no no no. it's really not logical you can't think of everything logically as a right. christian it's faith right like that's where your faith comes yes. in so, so yeah i have a, that side of my brain is very strong right mm-hmm. i i look at things matter of factly yeah. and logically yes. and I, it's like i can't wrap my it's head gotta ar- make it's gotta make sense or you, it's hard to believe right yeah so that's why i think i will forever be in like a limbo that being said i believe in ghosts I believe in my experiences with supernatural yeah. things that I have had. Those are my experiences. Yeah. You cannot convince me that I have not experienced what I've experienced. Absolutely. And if you've experienced it and you know it happened, there is no explaining that. Right. I mean, I, it happened. I can't explain how it happened. Right. I can't explain any no. of that. I just know it happened. Yeah. You can't convince me otherwise. I have always believed in aliens. You are talking, Robbie and I were having this conversation. He was like, you are such a fucking enigma. Like I can't figure you out (laughs) because I have always been obsessed with aliens and the concept of them like was obsessed with UFOs and things like that. As a kid, my password for probably the first 20 years of my life for everything was area 51. Only very Uh recently, 
and don't try and hack any of my shit because I don't use that it. anymore. She changed it, y'all. But literally, Area 51 That's for so everything for many, many years. Really funny. It was my brother's password, too. Okay. So hopefully he's changed it. <laughs> Tyler. Uh, but yeah, so like obsessed and so i'm like it's so validating yeah and then robbie's like i he's like i don't you are obsessed with aliens but you can't even talk about outer space because it sends you into an existential panic attack i said i know i know it makes no sense okay I but i hate weird. cheese but i love a cheese it and a goldfish and a dorito and a so pizza. you know i just want to be complicated you yeah know, we just so want to be like complicated. i can't talk about outer space and i can't talk about history because i will have a panic attack i've had it since uh, that existential anxiety i've had it since i was yeah literally four years old i can't explain it like it's so hard for me to believe but like, i love it that the idea of aliens and i be- i truly believe what we heard in that congressional hearing as little as it was, is fact. Uh-huh. Robbie's convinced that it's all smoke and mirrors and yeah. they're trying to distract us from something else. Uh-huh. And while that very well may be the case, I would like to continue to believe that we finally got confirmation from our government that the aliens have been here and are here currently, so they say. I mean, no. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. First of all, when I think of aliens, it's so hard to, for me to believe that there's like aliens on like Mars or whatever. Second of all, aliens seem so sticky to me. Like they just seem like if you touch them, they'd be like gooey and sticky. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you meant so we have sticky, like difficult or actually both, tacky. Both. They seem real, real sticky. They seem real messy in more ways than one. Like they would leave a snail trail. In my opinion. That's so fucking gross to it think about. It is so gross, but they just seem like that. Little balls on their fingers and stuff, and they're I'm big in. for... Ugh. I'm in. Listen, but you also, give me eternal life, you can slippity slime all over me. Ew. I'm good. No way. I want to live forever. But, mm, I don't know. I just don't know. I just don't know. I I was not prepared for this today. Why'd you even... <laughs> Why did you I've even... Been, you don't even understand. I didn't even text you about this because I was mm-mm. dying... To talk about it on the show. Right. And I just feel like there's so much weird shit that goes on now in the media <laughs> that I'm like, what are y'all even doing? You're just trying to confuse everybody and you it worked. Because I don't even know. But here's the thing. At this point. Nobody's talking about this. Like literally like nobody cares. Outside, if people are not on TikTok, they have not heard because of Because there's more to life than freaking TikTok. <laughs> but I'm just saying like they're not talking about it on the news. They're not talking. Well, that's like, not sh- talking about it. Mainstream media is like well, bogus yeah, anyways. Like they they're so full of crap. They just tell you what they want you to. Whatever. I'm just saying like I I really I need this. Like my where, soul okay, needs right, well, to hold believe on. that there's aliens. Where are these aliens living right now? Where were they seen? Like in Washington? Duh. <laughs> hold on. I'm looking up. Yeah. I need I'm to know where like a they're synopsis at. And of, I need to see a picture. Do they have pictures of these aliens? A photo evidence? Hold on. Well, the guy, so the whistleblower that was in the congressional hearing, yeah. they kept asking him questions and he said, I can answer that in closed chambers. I can't answer that in a public what setting. What do you swear I'm a secrecy? He's like besties with the aliens. Well, you no, just met him. He was saying that there's been, he was essentially saying that he was whistleblowing the government, saying that the government has hurt people or worse. Killed them. Unalived them. Right. Mm-hmm. To, as cover-ups. Right. I don't know. Listen, I'm gonna need you to not to not 
belittle my beliefs. I'm not belittling your beliefs. I like I said, it's just so it just seems so far fetched. You believe what you want, of girl. Of course, it seems far fetched. You go drink your alien Kool Aid and go live <laughs> eternally with the aliens because that just don't seem appealing to me. However, I just. I need Listen, like a bullet point list. I used to watch Unsolved Mysteries and maybe that's why I have trust issues because them raunchy, raggedy ass 1980 videos that were all grainy that we couldn't even see. I don't know why I said raunchy because that was not raunchy, but like raggedy and grainy that you could barely see anything. I'm like, that is literally a street light. Like okay. relax. Okay. So okay. here's the five. This is an article from um, NBC News okay. and it's. The, Nobody cares the, news. The five, I'm just kidding. The five most memorable moments from the from Congress's UFO hearing. Okay. So um, the first one is the uh, U.S. government is absolutely in possession of UAPs. What is uh, that? Uh, what does it stand for? The unidentified aerial phenomena. I guess they're not really using the term UFO. Oh. UAP is like the new term. All right. You know, God forbid, we just right. keep everything Okay, the same. and then also, why do they call aliens, like, intelligence? Other intelligence, or whatever they're calling it. Something intelligence. Are they well, supposed to be really smart because they have a big forehead? Well, <laughs> that's judgy. So, so, okay, so one of the things that was discussed mm-hmm. is that they were, and this is from, I don't know if this was formally said in the congressional hearing, or this is somebody else that is connected to the project that they're talking about. I don't know. Okay. But somebody was saying that, supposedly we've had communications with uh, a non-biologic human and that their technology is like 50,000 years ahead of us. And so we can't even comprehend their right. technology. I can't even comprehend them. This being real. Like, I'm see, this saying. is like, but this is where I lose. Like what you're saying with like the, the and, like, that's, and yes. I'm like, I cannot even in my brain fathom that we have aliens like working on cell phones and stuff like 50 years advanced. Like <laughs> what? What? Yeah. Do they look like the typical alien though? Or is um, it like a person? No, I don't think anybody said that. Hmm. I did hear that there are there is a a version of an you know an alternative life form that looks similar to like what we would know as a praying mantis and I said I'm gonna need it to be the same size as a praying mantis because otherwise that's fucking scary and I, I would I can die. feel the eye rolls in people's vehicles here but I would just ask you to you know Hear me out. All right. We're hearing you. Go, 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 go. You know, you guys can talk about Jesus and these things that I, that even, I struggle no, with. It's not even <laughs> It's not even like that. Like, No, I know. I it is unbelievable. Even, it's fucking weird. And this yeah. is why I can't talk about outer space either. Because people start talking about all the different galaxies and things like that. And it sends me into Because it's so big. And it's spin. like overwhelming. Like, talk, it's so overwhelming because it's so big. Yeah. Well, just, and then it sends me into like my existential death spiral. And so that's just like a whole thing. Like... I could do, maybe I'll do a Patreon on that. You can, <laughs> you know, I can walk you through my years of therapy that have gotten me nowhere. Um, okay, so non, okay, so the second thing is um, non-human biologics were found at a crash site. So um, he said, uh, oh, Grush, I think is how you say his name, he says who underscored that he has not personally spotted a UAP, told the panel that he knows multiple colleagues who were injured by UAPs. 
He also said he has interviewed individuals who have recovered non-human biologics from crashed UAPs. Uh, Grush says he prefers to use the term non-human rather than alien or extraterrestrial. Um, yeah, we don't offend the aliens. I don't think it's that. I think it's just we can't identify it definitively as like an alien, but there's biologic material that doesn't belong to anything we know. Which yeah. in, we, I would think, you know, reasonably. Dude, I bet it's sticky. Would be an, Ask him. It probably Ask is Arush. sticky. It's probably tacky as hell. <laughs> um, Smudge. Yeah, so he said... Um, he described the nature of what he saw. He said, I have to be very careful here. What I personally witnessed myself and my wife was very disturbing. Um, okay. The third thing, officials must establish a quote, safe and transparent reporting process. He said some lawmakers and witnesses pushed the federal government to establish clear channels to communicate UAP information with both the public and the military and the military should establish a comprehensive reporting process for unidentified object sightings. Um, Ryan Graves, a former Navy pilot, told the panel that military pilots do not feel adequately briefed on UAPs, which he said leaves them unprepared to respond, and they do encounter them. The former Navy pilot claimed that commercial airline pilots have spotted UAPs. There has to be a safe and transparent reporting process for pilots, both on the commercial side and the military side, to be able to report UAPs. Um, but we do we have photos of this, though? We have photo evidence? So he says yes, there's, but not anything that's been released to the public. So that's the other thing people are, the, like, I think was a point of discussion in the congressional hearing is like, there should be more transparency with the public if we have this. Yeah. And they're saying that. So why aren't they showing the public, like, just the Probably photos. the same reason they've been keeping it quiet. They said the first known, like, crash or sighting or, um, acquisition of something foreign was back in 1939 mm -hmm. and like area 51's a real thing supposedly we had supposedly they had an alien locked away who communicated mm -hmm. with us for many years before they died um the alien died yes i thought aliens didn't die well, no, that's just me. I think. <laughs> oh, I was like, what? in my head, they get to live forever. I mean, right now, I'm, my brain is just picturing Will Smith. Here come the men in black. That was such a great movie. I would that watch that. That was a that. good soundtrack. Yeah, it was. Um, okay, the four things. Stigma associated with sightings, silences, possible witnesses. Some witnesses and lawmakers at the hearing argued that the stigma associated with reporting UFO sightings, as well as the alleged harassment of those who work to investigate them, may be hindering efforts to determine their origins. Graves told the panel that stigma silences pilots who fear professional repercussions, which he said is compounded by recent government claims questioning the credibility of eyewitness testimony. The Federal Aviation Administration has no mechanism for pilots to report UAPs and instead directs them to civilian groups that are often dismissed as the domain of cranks and conspiracy theorists. Those institutional hurdles led Graves to form a first-of-its-kind group that pushes for policy changes, serves as a hub for pilot whistleblowers, and advocates for more disclosure by the military and other government agencies. And then the fifth thing was a UFO spotted accelerating to supersonic speeds. David Fravor, Fravor, a former Navy commander, said he and three fellow military pilots spotted a white tic-tac-shaped object in 2004 hovering below their jets and just above the Pacific Ocean. As he descended to inspect the sighting, he claimed the unidentified aircraft, which he said bore no visible rotors, wings, or exhaust, began to ascend and approach his fighter jet. He claimed that the UAP then vanished, only to reappear a few seconds later, but this time it was spotted 60 miles away. Fravor told 
told the committee that the technology he and his team encountered defies logical explanation. The technology that we faced is far superior to anything that we have had, um, and there is nothing we can do about it. Nothing. So I think, obviously, you have to take it with a grain of salt. Because our government is so corrupt. Where's the other governments? This isn't just happening in the United States if it's real. It's happening all over the world. So, you know, just... just TBD. TBD, alien tings, but, like, I'm excited. Listen, I I can't... I I just am. I just am. Let me have this. (laughs) She's eye-rolling me so hard. I feel like if there's an alien... You better get them on as a guest on this podcast and we'll record somewhere else. Not in my house because I ain't cleaning that snail trail out of my floor. If they're listening, like come, come to my home. I'll let you probe me, whatever you want. Like I just, I need to know more, but don't like hurt me. Like I don't want to be hurt, you know? Duh. (laughs) Like God, I'm a friend. I believe in you. I literally wanted to come in peace. Yeah. (laughs) Literally. Come in peace. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Okay. That's just a lot for my brain. Okay. Mm. It's a lot. And you know what? There's going to be people that are like, oh my God, I can't believe Spencer believes in aliens. Conspiracy theorists. Oh my God. Psycho. There's going to be people that are rolling their eyeballs at me right now. Of course we can get you. Listen, we, listen, you, you can't say that we're not divided on some stuff. It's You're just, the yin to my yang, right? right. Like we can't be the it same. Takes, it takes all kinds balanced. of kinds. No, we have to be balanced. It takes all kinds of kinds to make the world go round. I just need to see pictures. Pictures where it didn't happen. I, uh, yes, I am an evidence I come girly. I come in peace. I'm an evidence girly. Mm-hmm. I need proof. And I don't want no BS, Photoshop, Canva, Pro, nothing. I need AI to- images. <laughs> but that's the thing. Yeah. We can make everything look like... We got people strawberry yum yum and making 10 grand for 10 hours. (laughs) Like, I don't even know that a photo would make me believe it at this point because everything looks so real. I mean, we got everything. Yes, but not quite. So there's this AI app that Uh can make AI images of yourself. Okay. And somebody was like, so people are using it to make headshots. Yes, I've seen. Okay. Well, then out here catfishing. Now there's a trend, right, where people are like. I'm going to, I'll use it for my skinny info, inspo, because it apparently like won't make fat AI images. <laughs> so I did a whole bunch of photos of myself. It is absolutely hysterical. Some of them actually look like me. I look black What's the in app? most of them. I look like I have, um, have, am of mixed race. Really? It's hysterical. I'm going to have to show you these. Yeah. You have to and show then me. others, I'm like, I was too afraid. Damn to girl, it phone. looks just like me and I look fucking stunning. And I'm like, mm. Okay, inspo. I'm going to just tape that to my refrigerator in my cupboards. I'll show you later. It's called Remini. Oh, I've seen that one. I was going to download it the other day, but then I was afraid. Yeah, I don't know why I was afraid. I'll show you. I'll show you while we're here. But some of of the... But some of them did not look like me, and it was funny. And you want to talk about aliens? They need some work on the hand technology for AI. I had alien fingers. I had some pictures. I had three hands. Oh, dang. (laughs) It was really funny. But okay, hold on. While while we're on the air, I'll let you flip through. The crazy... Okay, so start there and scan over. While we're on the air. uh, There's tons. Oh. Wait. (laughs) Oh, my God. Who is she? Gorgeous. She's stunning. Wait, these don't look like you at all. Right. Wait, which one? The... No, I was looking at that one when I said that. Doesn't look like me. Uh-uh. 
But some of them do look like me. That some looks them, just like you to me. Yes, I agree. Some oh, of them, look, my God. some of them look like me. Literally, if I had a black parent, <laughs> I oh look my like gosh. Like I look like Robin Dixon. I want from, you to cut your hair like that again and do me. that swoop like that. That is so freaking cute. I don't think I can cut my hair like that again. Why? <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, some of these look like you. I want to do this app. Yeah, you can do a three day free trial. After that, it's like ten dollars a week. Just kind of crazy. Ten dollars a week. A week, bitch. Goodbye. So not I'm you like, with the blazer on. Oh, I did all different ones. I was like, I need because so what you do is you upload up to twelve photos, right. and then it creates your AI character, and then you it has like model inspo or like scene inspo. Looks oh just like my me. Gosh. So and then you pick your model. So I did what? a bunch of crazy. different ones. I'll have to share them to my stories. You guys can vote and tell me if you think that they actually look like me. I want to do this. This is super cool. I'm sure they're taking all of my data and, you know, farming it out. But whatever. It's it fine. was fun. There's aliens on Earth. It doesn't even matter at this point. Literally. Like, it does not matter. Anyways, but yeah, there's a bunch. Like, looks just like me. That's so cute. Anyways. Okay. So... Anything else that you want to talk about before we jump into some of these texts? We're going to get caught up on some of the um, hotline stuff that we realized we missed. The hotline bling. There were some that got buried. But. Um, No, I don't have anything else to talk about. My mind is just trying to wrap around. The aliens? Well, well we've just had a, we've had a crazy morning. It's uh, 1243 and I feel have. like we've really. Yeah. I mean, my brain has just been through it. True. We've hit all different aspects of the emotional I love it. spectrum. Uh, you know what, though? It, that's not a bad thing. That is not a bad thing. All right. Are we ready? We're ready. Ready for the spotlight, ladies? Okay. The first text. Hi, ladies. I have an am I the asshole writing this on Mother's Day so you can tell how buried this is. We're mm. very sorry. So my mom and I have had a pretty normal mother-daughter relationship, but I can't. Oh, wait. Oh, we did get to this one. Why was it saying we hadn't? This is the one. We did read this one. This is the one where her cousin had a baby and she felt like her mom, mom was, was taking take, her cousin. Yeah. She was I like wonder being why that. Okay. Well, hold on. We've, we've got more. All right. Hey, y'all. I, and I haven't reread, pre, pre-read any of these clearly. So, you know, hopefully they're not bad. Hey, y'all, I will try to make this as short and sweet as possible because it's slightly confusing. My sister and I have always been close until recently, life. I am 30, and until I met my current boyfriend, I was unsure if I'd have kids or not, but I have said since I was a kid that if I had a girl, her name would be, we'll use another name for identity reasons, Wendy Spencer. (laughs) Everyone close to me knew this, and my sister even jokingly told me, told my boyfriend at one point, I hope you love the name Wendy Spencer because she's set on it, which he did. My sister is now pregnant with her second and wants to use the middle name Spencer. Obviously, whatever her actual middle name is. Oh, I was like, It should be Spencer, though, because that is gorgeous. Just saying. Such a cute name. She originally asked me if I would be okay with it. And when I said no, she said it was the only name that they could agree on. 
I've told her on multiple occasions how this hurts my feelings tremendously. It's more than just a name. It's just kind of inconsiderate to me. Her defense is that we can make it a, quote, family name, and I can use it too. Mind you, she used our grandmother's maiden name and our maiden name for her first kid, and that it's just a middle name, so why does it even matter? Lastly, she says since I'm not married and not having kids anytime soon, it's unfair to her, and she shouldn't have to pick another name. My boyfriend and I frequently talk about marriage and kids when we are ready. This has created a huge riff in our family because I can't get over it, and she doesn't seem to be changing her mind. Am I the asshole? God, I feel like names, all of us pregnant people get so petty when it comes to names. Names are tough. Family names are very tough. I was just going to say, I think it's hard when you grow up especially if you've had this name forever, right? So it's it represents more than like, okay, it's the name you picked out for your future kid. Mm-hmm. It represents like the the concept of family and like the, the ideology of meeting someone. And, right. You know, I think it's like there's an emotional component for you to this name more so than you just picked out the name because you really liked it or because it belonged to another family member. Yeah. Like I think there there's that emotional tie to it. I don't think what she's suggesting for the middle names being like a family name, I don't think that's unreasonable. Yeah. But I also don't think she's got the right to totally dismiss your feelings either. If it is, as she's putting it, just a middle name, she should be able to respect your feelings on it and pick a different middle name. We're not talking a first name. We're talking a middle name. Can they name. both use the name? Well, that's what the sister is suggesting. Yeah. That they both use the middle name and make it like a family thing, which I think is totally fine. And I think it's perfectly reasonable. Yeah. A first name is different to me. Like, I think if she was insisting on using the first name or she was insisting on using the combo of the first and middle right. name, that would be probably a little oh my God. different. My brother's son's middle name is Fisher. Yeah. It's Lane Fisher and last name. And then Fisher's name is Fisher Knox. So it's I don't neither think, one of us got mad at the other. Yeah. I don't think you're being the asshole, but I don't think she's the asshole either necessarily. Yeah. That's, I think it's kind of names are just hard, especially this, like you I said, if it's a family tied to it or like a special meaning or, or I mean, at the end of the day, you both have to agree or you don't. Yeah. And just go forward with your name. And guess what? Yeah. Just name your kid. Your kids are not going to care that they have the no, same middle name. No. They're going to assume maybe it was an intentional thing that like connected them. But it can be intentional. It doesn't have to be this whole like hoopla, right? Like who cares? Right. But also like, I don't know if it's an androgynous name, but what if you don't even have a kid that's that gender? You know what I mean? I think there's a lot of variables there. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't allow it to come between you and your sister. I think that, you know, your feelings are valid, but her wanting to use the name, you know, look at it this way, shift your perspective. Maybe she loves the name so much because you love it and she loves you because you're her sister. I don't know if that's facts. Maybe you guys are like sister enemies, but I think that's a beautiful sentiment and I think that's what you should lean into. Yep. Name the kids and live happily ever after. Yeah. Do what you want to do. Just because she uses the middle name doesn't mean you can't use the middle name. Say what you want to say. All right. Say what you want to say. Ready for the next one? Uh, Yes. All right. Am I the asshole? I love am I the asshole. Okay, I have a childhood friend who recently asked me to be in her wedding, and I said no. Here's the backstory. In the past three years, we have talked and or hung out maybe three times. She bailed on my baby shower and has yet to meet my baby, who I had in 2021. Mind you, we live in a small town, and she lives less than 10 minutes from me. 
Okay. I can already tell you my thoughts. When I was pregnant in 2021, I asked her to constantly hang out and she continually bailed on me. This isn't anything new. It's been a constant cycle and I feel like I'm the only one trying and I finally just had enough and had to let go of that friendship. So I was shocked when she asked me. I didn't just say no either. I explained how I was feeling and she said she understood where I was coming from. Am I the asshole? No. And I think the fact that she understood, told you she understood where you were coming from is she knew damn good and well that there was no friendship there. She was probably asking you either one out of obligation, like a feeling of obligation, like because of the friendship you guys once had or two, she just doesn't have anybody to fucking ask outside of you. But like weddings are fucking weird. First of all, Mm -hmm. wedding parties antiquated. They're done like even wedding planners and they're telling people like nobody's doing wedding parties anymore. Like it's not necessary. It's not a thing. You know, the days of having every fucking girl you've ever had a friendship with stand up for you at your wedding. They're done. They're done. It's and it's so much. And we've talked about weddings before actually about how people get butt hurt or they're so expensive for everybody involved. Like it gets so cutthroat and then it takes the joy out of the wedding. Just go to the wedding, have a party and do, do you like yeah. have, have fun. You can still do all the other things. You can still have a bachelorette and invite your girlfriend. But then you can invite anybody you want. There's no one party right. involved or having to do one thing, but that's like people saying no offense and they're going to hit you with something super offensive. If you got to <laughs> say no offense, right. Then I'm going to already get my guard up and take some offense right. to what you're about to say. Exactly. Just because you said no offense doesn't make it better. No. But yeah, I think that like there's your your close friends, the ones that are your true friends that are really there for you. They're the ones that are still going to help you on your wedding day right. and do all these things. But like the wedding party idea, the concept, it's, it's antiquated. And like if I were to ever get married again, mm-hmm. I would not be having a wedding party. Yeah. I mean, I, Elaine and I were talking about this when she was here because obviously like wet marriage, wedding, whatever is like in her future with Ua. Yeah. And I said, I said, would you have bridesmaids? And she was like, absolutely not. She was like, I don't want that. Yeah. She was like, I just, I want it to be him and me. And like, yeah, don't need that to be a thing. Yeah. And it really is like, that's, that's the, the trend, the days of, you know, 15,000 people. But no, I don't think you're the asshole. I think actually you did, the kind thing by just being honest with her and telling her how you were feel feeling. And it like had to give both of you a little closure to the relationship, right? Like took the pressure off. She didn't feel like obligated to have you be a part of it. And you don't feel obligated to like fake the funk. Right, exactly. And we've all, I feel like everybody's been in that situation and it's just so much better when you don't even have to put yourself in a situation that you know that is going to be like stressful. You got to be fake, whatever. mm -mm. Uh Uh-huh. Ship has sailed. Yep. Um, this text just says, wait, 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 y'all are based in North Carolina. I'm going to respond. Yes, ma'am. Raise up. Okay. I just responded. Um, all right. Mm, Okay. Am I the asshole for calling the cops slash dog control officer on a family friend? My cousins and extended family are pissed that I burned this bridge. They didn't get their dog spayed. So naturally she had unplanned puppies and they do not take care of these puppies at all. They're outside 24 seven in a pen now 13 weeks old with no shots. And they are constantly texting to borrow money because they ran out of dog food. Their adult dogs run away two times. Hold on. You guys. 
I like cried so hard earlier that now I'm all congested. Don't listen. I'm going to blow my nose. Okay. And I'm not going to edit that out. You're welcome. (laughs) Okay. Take two. So they're outside 24-7 in a pen, now 13 weeks old with no shots, and they are constantly texting to borrow money because they ran out of dog food. Their adult dogs run away two times a week. I finally got sick of it and called the DCO, and they're being charged with animal cruelty, and my family thinks I handled this poorly. Am I the asshole? Absolutely fucking not. No. Absolutely not. Also, people that don't... and. I know people feel some kind of way about either side of this. People that just don't spay or neuter your dogs, knowing that they're going to be in situations like that, I will never understand. No. Stop letting your dogs keep having kids. Or <laughs> Stop letting your damn dog quit having kids. No, stop letting your dogs keep having puppies or kittens. Like, kittens is always a thing. I'm always Cats seeing... are, yeah. God. Their gestational period is so short they fuck like crazy. They go into heat over and over and over. Whereas like a dog is only going to go into heat like a couple times a year. Anyways, here's the, like, you know, the spaying and neutering conversation is definitely nuanced. The, the old adage, you know, that we still hear from so many vets that they need to be spayed or neutered by six months or around six months. It's absolutely not based in any kind of data or science. You guys can listen to me because I know what I'm talking about here. The data shows us, the studies, the research shows us that they are healthier if they're left intact. The Especially for females, females that are spayed before they are two, but any time in their lifetime, but particularly before two, their risk of like mammary cancer and endocrine issues mm-hmm. goes up like 80%. So I am of the mindset that based on the science if you are a responsible pet owner and can leave your pets intact they will be healthier long term because of it I would venture to say four out of five pet owners aren't responsible enough for that to be the case and you should get your pet spayed and neutered you shouldn't do it at six months you should do it when they're two but you should still fucking do it and be responsible in those first two years <laughs> like no people right. are assholes they the shelters are overrun they're like nobody has any money nobody can help i mean there's feral cat colonies everywhere because everybody is overloaded i know right. this isn't the whole topic of this uh am i the asshole that was just my personal rant but no you're not the asshole but you're not the asshole one you know, obviously, yes, they did the irresponsible thing. They allowed their dog to, you know, get pregnant with an accidental litter. And that's just incredibly irresponsible. But then to not care for the puppies and the babies, not okay, not acceptable. They obviously cannot financially afford to have any pets, much less a whole boatload of them. So no, I think you did the right thing. Because if you are a human being and you can't have compassion for the welfare of animals, you're trash bags so i hate to say it your family's trash your family's trash your family's trash okay moving on wow that really got my blood boiling that pissed me off okay where did it go where did you go where did you go i miss you so seems like it's been google's having a heart attack okay we're back so why is Google having a heart attack? I don't know. All right. Them F- UFOs. Yeah. Them AFOs. The aliens have invaded uh. my phone. All right. Last one to catch up and then we're all caught up. 
Hey girls, I really need your advice on something. It's kind of long, so I apologize. My sister has, there's lots of sister issues, man. I don't got one, so I don't know. I have half sisters and we have issues, so there you go. <laughs> uh, my sister has always been man- manipulative of people and talks about how wrong they, okay, take two. This one needs a little hooked on phonics. I don't know. Hey girls. <laughs> I sounded, wait, have you ever seen the show, um, Two Broke Girls? Yes, I love that show. Okay, Jennifer Coolidge, her Mm -hmm. character. Hey, girls. That's what I just reminded myself of. Okay. All right, we have, um, we have another one too, though. Oh, shit. Okay, so we'll do this one, then we'll do that one. Mm -hmm. We're just giving you all the things today. Long episode. I really need your advice on something. It's kind of long, so I apologize. My sister has always been manipulative of people and talks about how, wrong they do them do her about she said and talks about how wrong they do but never goes with her mistakes I roll emoji she hangs out with these girls that are the same way my childhood best friend's first crush was dating one of these girls for almost three years they broke up in February however they do still see each other due to mutual friends and I believe she wants to get back with him but he doesn't want her I want to ask him out as I have feelings for him now and finally have the chance timing was never right before we were in other relationships moved far away etc I want to be in a relationship with him but I don't want any of the negativity that comes with my sister and his ex knowing each other because I know how they are. I really need to know how to handle the situation. P.S. Love the podcast episode. Listen every time. Okay, wait, I'm confused. Okay, so essentially this is, let me give you the synopsis because it was a little wordy and confusing. Yeah. So her sister has had the same group of friends for many years. Yep. One of the girls used to date this guy. Now she has had long-term feelings for this guy. There's finally an opportunity for them. It's her sister's friend's ex-boyfriend. Correct. Got it. There's finally an opportunity for them to get together, Yep. but she doesn't want the drama that will come along with her sister's good friend um, being his ex. Copy that. Okay. Okay. What's your thoughts? Um, I feel like depending on because you know how some girls can be like real crazy real catty all the things that's one thing if you're willing to take that on if he seems like if you feel that strongly about the relationship or that potential by all means sister go for it whatever I think her concern just to pop in because and I'm sure this is why she noted it Mm -hmm. that her sister's very manipulative and Uh, right and Uh, the friends are the same way and so I think that is where the concern is is because they're kind of vindictive and manipulative okay sentiment still stands then if it's worth it and you think that there's potential with this guy long term that it could really be a thing and it's worth fighting for go for it yeah if it's not and that return on that investment is not going to be there and it's just gonna be like this casual two-year thing or whatever it's not going to go anywhere lifelong don't do it yeah it's just a headache yeah if it's not worth the effort then don't and also I would find out really truly like where his head is at yeah because if you're have they talked and like does she know like that's what I don't know it's like if you know for sure he is strongly interested in you this is like long time you know Mm -hmm. unfulfilled feelings or interest or whatever right then that's one thing if it's like a lusty thing like you've always just thought he was hot but like you don't know where you're at like on a compatibility level like maybe explore it without really like announcing it to people and take your time to get to know like what your compatibility I'm just would picturing be. The, don't do it, girl. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I did it. I did With it. the engagement ring. Yeah. <laughs> I think you got to feel oh. it out. And also like, it depends on where 
he's at or what conversations you guys have had. If you guys have had conversations about your feelings for one another and you both see it as like a potentially long-term thing and are just holding back because you're worried about this, then I think that's kind of silly. Just go for it. Yeah. If it ain't going to be worth it long-term. Keep your business private and go for it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We, we're in the business of not creating headaches for nothing. Yeah. But it ain't worth it. Me personally. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't doing Amen. it. All right. Go ahead. All right. We have another one. We have one more. That was a false alarm. All right. Hi, ladies. Here's my dilemma. We were recently with some family friends, including several teenage children. I overheard one of the boys who is very close to our family talking about a girl who had been sending him <sighs> promiscuous Snapchats and telling him she had had a special talent referring to giving blowjobs. The kicker, the girl he was talking about is my best friend's daughter, and she's only 14, and he is 16. Ooh. Her mom has been one of my best friends since childhood, so I've known this little girl her entire life. My friend and her husband would be furious if they knew she was sending messages like this to a boy. I know we live in the same time... or. I know we live in a time where it's hard to prevent children from eventually doing things like this thanks to social media, but still I'm torn on what to do. Do I say anything to my best friend or do I just let it go? Can't wait to hear your thoughts. Okay. One, her blowies ain't shit. She's only 14. Just saying. Hey, you never know. These little girls these days are Mm. real grown. I'm just saying. I mean, their eyeliners are snatched. They're they're, That's true. They they know all the things. They are like... Equivalent to 28-year-olds. I mean, I'm pretty sure even I was Nasty. 15 before I gave my first blowy. Wow. I know. You go, girl. Um, In the back seat. Actually, it's a front seat of a car, but that's a whole other conversation. It's neither here nor there. Neither here nor there. Okay. So, I think that, well, hopefully your friend can be n- rational and mm-hmm. not get her, let her emotions get the best of her. If it were... Me, I, I'm just putting myself in the parents' shoes. Mm-hmm. I would want my friend to tell me. Yeah. Because same. I would want to know what kind of conversation I need to have for my daughter or with my daughter so that she can respect herself, mm-hmm. respect her body. And if she is going to do things, that she has the information and the tools to do it in a safe manner. I have the the, tools I would be well listen I would my take is that I would rather be like I hate the term but a sex positive Uh household and build that trust with my child so that they know they can come to me Mm -hmm. with questions or concerns like I would rather set later you don't do it somebody else will right I I would rather lay the foundation for that kind of relationship right and of course like until your kids know that that's a safe space and they can come to you for conversations you're they're not going to come to you so I would rather have the information and have it come from my friend Mm -hmm. and say hey I just want you to know you know this is I saw this this happened do with the information what you will I just want you to have it no, I agree with that. And I would I would want my friend to tell me too. And if I were the friend, I would probably tell my friend too. Just because like you said, if you're not giving your kid that information, they're going to find it somewhere. And I always have said like with Fisher. Or they're just not going to have the or, information they need. And then you're going to end up Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Situation. They're going to get yeah. some information from something yeah. somewhere. And it may not be the best, you know. And it may be a else. positive pregnancy test. That's <laughs> right. And uh, that could be the information they got. Um, but I mean, I've always said I want to be in charge of 
as much as I can, the exposure to what Fisher has, like yeah. the information that he's getting. That being said, that's why I think it is scary for parents when they turn their kids loose to school or whatever, because yeah. depending on who they're around on the bus, whatever, they do get exposed to certain conversations and you do need to be on the yeah. forefront of that versus being reactive to something that happens, you know, something not good. Yeah. So I don't think I, you, I'm with you on that. I don't think you need to go into like the detail, like her bragging about her blowjobs and things like that. But you can just say like, Hey, you know, I, this was the situation I saw a, a what was she say? She saw a text. She like overheard. Oh, she overheard it. That's all she has to say. I overheard that, you know, this situation is coming around that, you know, she was telling so-and-so mm-hmm. that she's sexually active. I don't know if you know, I just wanted to make sure that, yeah. you know, you heard it from me. Cause also, Imagine if she somehow were to find out that you knew that you overheard that and had that information and didn't share it with her. Yeah. And I think everybody knows their friendships the best. So like I can think of friends right now that I could be like, oh my gosh, girl, I just need to let you know, like I overheard this and I wanted to bring it to your attention. And then I think I have other friends that you'd have to delicately say, listen, I know that this is going to be hard. Like I right. can think this of people be different. Upsetting. Yeah. So depending on how sure. you have that dialogue with your friend, do it that way. Because I feel like if it's not said in the right text or tone, mm-hmm. it could come across and that person can get very defensive and they could be like, Oh God, well, what are people saying? And how is it? You know, I would never yeah. want someone to feel that because I wouldn't want to feel or that thinking way. That like people are talking about them. Yeah. You heard it and you're judging her daughter and right. like what, so I yeah. completely agree with what you're saying, but that's, you know, you know, your friendship and you mm-hmm. know what that dynamic is and, and how they are personally, if they are somebody that's explosive or jumps to conclusions, then you, you need to adjust how you tell them, but I would tell them. Yeah. Same. Mm. There's a rumor going round about Bell your me. little boo mm. blowing up the boy in town. <laughs> <laughs> when was your first blowy? Um, God, I don't, I really do not know. You don't remember? No. Mm-mm. Mine was for this kid named Miles, who was a couple years older than me. And he, I can't remember. I think he went to, remember how we were talking about how like my schools were split up. We yeah. had like, it was such a big like area. Mm-hmm. We had multiple like schools in our district or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure he went to the other one if I remember correctly. But I, yeah, I met him at a party and I said, hey, let's go to your car. And we were just making out. And then I decided to give him a blowy. And there then he go. told everybody, everybody in my school knew, everybody in his school knew. And all the older girls were like, me, 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 like gossiping when they'd see me in the hall. And the guys I, didn't were like, hey, girl, I didn't give a fuck. I was like, that's right. You mad because you didn't? Okay. You're like, smell my breath. It's your boyfriend. Smell my breath. <laughs> yeah, he got real popular after that. So he did? did? So did I. I was going to say he did? Well, that? I was already popular. Why did he get popular after that? Why did he get popular for getting a blowjob? Because I think it was like, oh my God, like you got this girl to give you, like, I don't oh, know if okay. it was like a thing. Wow. I probably was. I don't know. But nobody talked about him before and then they talked about him after. Bet you they did. Because there's a room I'll go ever. <laughs> wow. Yeah. My wow. first kiss was in a hayloft <laughs> in a barn. No way. Yeah. Hayloft. That reminds me of party. like a Nicholas Sparks movie, you know, just sitting there and like, <laughs> the, they're like, hey, do you want to go sit up here and talk for a minute? And you're like, yeah, sure. Oh my God. You go I, up there and you're like, 
Oh, like swat the fly every now and I then. I loved him so much. I mean, I didn't actually love him. I was just like, I just had such a crush on him and I was easily a foot taller than him. <laughs> but I was a foot taller than it's most of them. Fine. So. You had to look up fine. to me. You're like, look up to me when I'm talking to you, boy. There's like photos of me in middle school and oh my I'm God, like did he towering over every boy. when he kissed you or did y'all sit down? We were sitting. Okay, because that would be super awkward. I'd be like, you know what? We're good. I don't even want to kiss you. If you're having to get on your tiptoes, Jim, yeah. we're good. No, no, we were sitting. Most of my first kisses were sitting okay, because you I was have so one much first kiss. Well, so. I mean, like you know, with that person, my early kisses <laughs> were sitting because oh. I was so much taller than all the boys. So nope, yeah. never had that problem. Yeah, I know. I was always the short girl. Lucky you. Lucky me. So you could be five, six and your confidence would be through the roof because you were taller than me. And I was like, relax, Charles. I'm 4'11". <laughs> of course you're taller than I am. Everybody so is a golden is. retriever when they're standing on their back legs. Oh, you ain't God. shit. <laughs> oh, so true. Oh, God. All right, guys. I'm this hungry. This has been fun. Let's yeah. We're ready for lunch. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Basically Famous, available on YouTube and anywhere you can listen to podcasts. We'd love for you to subscribe, rate us five stars, and leave us some words of affirmation. And don't forget to call or text the hotline at 919-867-6776 for your chance to be basically famous. XOXO! You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.